Hello, folks. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. I'm John. And I'm Jeremy. Welcome, welcome, folks. Uh, today, we're going to dispose with the pleasant trace in the beginning because we've both decided that small talk is for losers and we're going to get right into our topic. <laughs> anyway, Jeremy, how are you? I'm just trying to keep warm right now. So I know the feeling. Even though I live in a subtropical isle- on a subtropical island, we've had wind factor that's made it feel like 40 around here, or I guess 10 for everybody else who uses Celsius. I'd take that right about now. Yeah. At least it's not. At least where I'm at, we don't have rain, wind, wind, and ice. Yes. So, well, as we we had left people off on a cliffhanger last week from talking about traditions. Last week we talked a lot about the aesthetics of traditions and the kind of the things that go around. You know, the dojo entering the dojo, um, looking at geese, looking at you know etiquette and belts and things like that. If you're really interested in something like that, please go back and listen to last week's podcast. Uh, today, we're going to go on a bit of a different journey, though. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the traditions of going with one style and you know, possibly going into multiple styles, uh, how people have kind of looked and capitalized on that, and kind of what that shakes out both from a community level and also a uh, personal level in terms of curriculum. So I guess... Jeremy, what do you think? Do you think people, when they start, view karate, I guess any martial art, but karate in specific, as kind of the same thing and then branch out into different things? Or they normally see it as just, you know, it's there's a bunch of different thing, aspects in karate or a bunch of different styles in karate and they can go on those different styles initially? Yes, I mean, kind of all the above. Right. I think one of the things, I think it boils down to a little bit of, along with training, there needs to be a historical aspect to your training. Understanding lineage, understanding where certain things came from to, to assist in kind of your journey and training. I mean, and if you don't want to do that, then yeah, stick with one one style. But you know, if you understand the lineage, then if you do cross over into another style, then it's like, okay, I understand where this is coming from in relation to what I've been training in, things like that. Or it's like, well, this is completely different. Can I tie this in? May not be. So I mean, those those are kind of some of the questions I think we're going to dive into a little bit more tonight. So, right. And I think one thing one thing a lot of people you know when they generally start karate they don't really think too much about that. They don't think too much. They don't think too hard about whether or not they're they're, they're starting an Ishinomiya or Goju or Shotokan or you know whatever styles there are. The history and the lineage doesn't seem to really matter. Uh, it's just they want to start doing something, right? Right. And what traditions they fall into, is this kind of what they fall into? I think a lot of the time it's based on the people who they interact with more than the traditions themselves. Right. And I, I think it all, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more also. I think it also depends on how intense your curriculum is also. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. 
I remember one of my old training buddies, one of the things he used to say is, this is one of the only things that I've, that I've done that the more I do it, the more difficult and complex it gets. That's interesting. Why do you think he said that? Well, I, I think because it wasn't so much, I, I think because he, he was, he was really good at analyzing things as well. Kind of him and I, we really worked well together doing that kind of stuff. And I think as he started studying a little bit more and started pulling, okay, practical applications out of Kata, which if, if you're doing that right, it, it becomes, it can become very simplistic or it can be very, very complex. Right. He, he was really getting into a lot of that near the end of when I was training with him and he you know he was like you know this just keeps getting more and more complex and it's like you just keep going and going and going with it it's like it's a never-ending puzzle in some ways and and in a way he's right but if you have some type of system that's like you know you you look at a you know you have a base kata and that's it you don't get into a lot of analysis or you okay here's your set here's your set exercises you do them you do this you do that then you know there there's 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 not much analysis going on with it therefore it really other than just doing it and learning you know one two three one two three one two three there's not much more to it than that so therefore it's not as complex and I think there's a there's a lot to be said when people think they see somebody who's been training for 20 years and they see somebody who's been training maybe the same place for, you know, we've kind of all seen the guy who's been in the same place forever and an age. And, you know, he's or not just he or she has been there for a long time and they've always stuck with the person they've been with you know, right. for better or for worse. And that's loyal. And that's to be commended to a, to a large degree. That's that's loyalty. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot to be said with that. But what, what are the, what's actually being learned from that person? Are, are they really getting what? I mean, obviously they are getting what they need and what they want, and that's cool. Um, but sometimes you just need somebody else's perspective to kind of jog something in you or something else. So right, and this goes into you, know, the perceived notion in tradition that you have one teacher or that you have one style or one school and that is the one school you stick with yeah you know, i'm not against that i don't think uh, anyone really is and i think there's enough evidence to show that you know people definitely have a, a reason for, for for doing that uh security reasons family reasons whatever but I, I don't know where it comes from in tradition where we only have one teacher and that's it yeah I, I i know like for me i've i've had many instructors that have shown me different things along the way everything from you know understanding the historical context of something to to actually showing me techniques, actually showing me kata exercises, sparring techniques, you know, different things like that. Uh, grappling techniques, uh, entries, how to how to analyze kata has been a big one too. 
how how to look at another system and analyze what they're doing and how you can make that work for you. You know, there, there's a lot of different things there. What's What's interesting that a long time ago, a long time ago, I felt I feel like probably turn of the century, turn of the last century, uh, there was a large emphasis in in karate. Uh, especially in Okinawa, of it being acceptable to have multiple teachers. I think it's always been acceptable, or it's just kind of going to be a part of what you're going to do, or kind of just part of life. The whole yeah. idea of one style, one teacher, one life, I feel that's that has been something a little more, more something that's that's come to be because of style creation. Well, it can either be that, or it can also get into, you know, um, almost like... I, I, don't, I don't have a put on, almost like your own little little kingdom of some sort, if that makes sense. Fiefdom. Yeah, fiefdom. You know, kind of. Hey, I've I've got this, and you know, there may be some insecurities if somebody goes out and learns something, and then basically say, "Well, wait a minute, this person's saying this isn't right. How how, how do you not see that, or how do you view that?" And, you know, and I can see it from an instructor point of view where probably some instructors do not want to be questioned about certain things. It becomes difficult when you have students who go around and just don't really aren't don't really listen to what you say and say, like, this person said this and this person said that. So you get someone who runs around to a bunch of different schools, doesn't really have a, a solid base, as it were. Right. And and. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not talking about that. I mean, yeah, I'm not talking about a professional white belt as I like to call them. But <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, no, no, not that not that that's bad. But I mean, I, I remember I remember a student that we had that was like, oh, I want to train this, I want to train that, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, and he'd been with us like six months, and it's like. You, you gotta have a base to grow off of. And they don't know how to do anything at that, or they maybe know how to do a little bit of everything really badly. You know, and the this gets into maybe like how much one can learn and how much one can actually like inter- determining on like their pro- own practice. Yeah, I see that as a big problem with, and I'm not trying to open up a can of worms, with some of the people who do mixed martial arts. And not in a bad way, it's just they do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And until they actually get it combined into an actual base that they can use, it, it's still always a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, I mean, if you if you look at cooking, you know, granted, you know, so, uh, since the Chiefs are going to be in the AFC Championship, guess what? There's going to be a lot of barbecue going on here in Kansas City. Just state that right now. All right, but Super Bowl it, talk on Karate Without Belts. The Eagles are already out, so I guess I have to allow this. <laughs> Sorry, man. But I'm, I am going to make my point through barbecue, okay? But it, it is like... You Illustrated know, through barbecue. Yeah, yeah, little, little barbecue glass in here. Um, but if you, take, if you take your meat and this and the other thing and just throw it on the grill, that's all you're going to get is just the meat. But if if you do some seasoning, you do some marinades, you, you have some rubs going on, and then you put it on the grill for for a set period of time, 
Therefore, it really kind of comes together into a meal as opposed to, okay, okay, that's just meat, as opposed to, hey, this this is actually satisfying. And, I, and that's kind of what I take from from some, some of the people that are doing the mixed martial arts right now is they, they take this, 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 and until they combine it, 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 it doesn't com- become whole. And getting back to our monogamous versus single, I don't know about it anyway. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> just, yeah. sorry, sorry just, just have This is what I get for writing, writing out points for a podcast before. <laughs> All right, that's my bad. But anyway, it, it, you know, you, you get into. You get into, you know, the dangers of, hey, am I just taking one thing and really getting good at it, which there is nothing wrong with that. That That is making a base solid, and that's a good thing. But are you taking many different sources and really not com- getting a complete picture of what you're doing and what you can do as opposed to just recalling different things like oh and in this we do this and in this we do that and it's like what do you do i think what you're referring to especially for the those mixed martial arts people those are people who kind of don't know what they're doing i remember there was like maybe like five or six years ago maybe even more than that you know there was good MMA schools that, that put a couple different things together and yeah. that was their base and that's kind of was their brand too is how they kind of got out got, got people trained up to go to fights but the the kind of bad version of that is just people who start hitting bags and like they've had a couple classes of boxing and a couple classes of Muay Thai and they had a couple classes of BJJ and they didn't they couldn't really make anything work um except like you know they know they're they're muscly and they know how to hit a bag um, yeah I, I mean, yeah, and you you got people taking advantage of some new people in that in that case. I mean, but that's I, the same thing with karate, with karate too, right. where I mean, with, got, with, with every yeah, absolutely. But I think it goes going back to to possible possible traditions in that regard. You have plenty of people who I think way way back in the day, one kata was a style. Yes, and then and I think you know that that bears in consideration whether that's true or not. You know, if you have one style that has several katas, you already are doing, in to a degree, a mixed martial art. Yeah, technically. But I mean, that's that's coming from that's coming from a student point of view right now. Right. Now let, let's take it from an instructor leadership kind of role where the instructor only wants you to, or the the head of an organization only wants you to train in one thing. And and they're, they're bringing some type of tradition or they're creating a tradition like this is the only thing that you should be training in. You should not be looking outside. And it's like, well, why not? I've, I've always asked, well, why not? Why shouldn't you? It's not like we're we're running the thirty six chambers of the Shaolin. Good movie. Yeah, right. No, I get that. It, because I mean, even they had thirty six chambers. Uh, yeah, thirty five. Rather, but uh, you know, if you can have a comprehensive school that can, I don't want to say teach everything, but get people to understand different concepts from a very very basic view into what people consider advanced training then you don't need to go do that right well there's a lot of people who have that one one style one person one style mentality when they say that they don't have a lot to offer 
what they what they have the only thing they have to offer is a name or yeah. a, a, a lineage that they overpress but they don't have anything to back it up yeah you know in that regard i don't think you can really take those people with very seriously or those who follow them are kind of following them off a ditch sometimes yes i i would i would agree with that you know let's let's look a little bit further into it what what kind of, what what possible damage is actually being done to the students from instructors creating that tradition a tradition of one 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 like you only you are the you chose this school this is your martial arts school yeah i i, I think in some ways i think that's dangerous in several points because sometimes i think i think sometimes the instructor begins to think that they may be the answer to all knowledge if that makes sense yeah and that's that is that is the major problem there is that they're they become an echo chamber and it becomes an echo chamber for whatever they want it's strange and it's sad and you know, th- this is this is my personal pushback to all of this because you you if you ever see anything like that you need to walk out the door you need to walk yeah. out the door immediately i don't care yeah. what if, like if you have a really good relationship with people they can if you can't if you can't talk to them about anything in a reasonable way just because they're your teacher doesn't mean that they're god doesn't mean that they are should be considered the top, tops to tops. Their skill level might be high, but that doesn't mean other people don't have other answers. Yeah, it, <laughs> and a lot of times I know, you know, as as an instructor, you don't want to get into into a role. I don't know that, you know, and, there, and there's a little bit of uncomfortableness about actually saying that, but. Also, there's a lot of authenticity about it as well, because, hey, if you don't know something, you don't know it. Well, and this goes back to the old, in the old days, they used to send other instructors used to know each other. Yeah. They would send their students over to each other to learn different things. And in a way, kind of create a new experience that their students would benefit from. Right. Rather than saying, well, you can't go train over there and blah, 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 blah. And they can't go go over here and blah, blah, blah. I mean, in in Okinawan karate, there is a lot of karate people who did not know Kobudo. Yeah. And there was a lot of Kobudo people who knew a couple, maybe one or two, an empty hand kata. Yeah. And now it's gotten to the point where people have crossed over enough, especially with John Edwards, little John Edwards joke for you, to get to get to the point where you know we've got enough people who create large organizations around. We have a hundred Kobodo kata. We have forty-five empty hand kata, and then they use that as their as their sales pitch to get to hook people and get people on board. Yeah, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest i really don't want to do 45 kata i mean that's i don't think i ever really wanted to do that many but i mean that, 
It takes forever. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get, you do get instruct. I mean, and I get their point. They they want you to be committed to that one style long enough to at least get a base, which is important. When you, you yeah, even if you end up changing it, you've at least got that base down. Right, and and I, I think that's important. But I think I think getting into I think it's I think it's very dangerous that, that you're you're building all you know we're talking about fiefdoms we talk about my my mine is the true this or true that or true true what whatever you know what the true experience is coming from the student period whatever they're experiencing is what's true to them period end of discussion that's yeah, what they've experienced which yeah. is not the teacher's experience exactly I'm constantly at odds with this because I mean. We, we're both also teachers in our in our professions as well, and I'm constantly at odds with: Did I learn this this way, or am I teaching this just from my perspective? And and sometimes both are you know both are good that way you know because sometimes you're you're showing them a little bit different way of doing things. I I mean I go back to something as simple as um, my daughter's doing math homework in her in her school you know and so the teacher's like you have to do it this way well there are certain things my daughter's not catching on to and so with me having a math degree i'm like okay i can dissect this about 500 different ways to show you exactly what's going on and so i'll i'll like okay try it this way let's see if this works and then i'll break it down a little bit further and you know finally i'll find something that works for and then and then i've had a couple times where the teacher's like where'd you learn this i didn't teach it this way and she goes well daddy taught me and so guess what i'm getting it getting a email from the teacher why did you teach her this way and then i go back and say well i have a math degree i think i can teach her however i want and so you just got atticus finished well i just we can just shut up to be perfectly honest but anyway that's, <laughs> uh, so, that's so, a positive so, reference jeremy that's a positive reference well well i just the difference the difference is, is atticus finch didn't go to school well, that's true. That, that is true. That's true. But, but he's still smart anyway, and not his daughter. Yeah. This is literary theory on Karate Without Belts. Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, yeah. So certain certain things, how how things are taught, how things are not taught, right. and how people are not open to sharing different ideas about about things and letting somebody else share things with people i i think i think it's a bad tradition overall you know i i don't think it's just in karate i think it's in several different ways right and well and and it's essentially saying don't only be teachable to one way or only be open to one understanding of doing things which is ultimately dangerous. I, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, I, I, and this, I mean, you know, I mean, not that this is the focus, but I mean, a lot, a lot of people go and, and test for, you know, some type of Don rank. And usually when somebody does, you're not going to have your instructor that you've worked with for years and years and years be the one grading you, so to say. Right. And so being able to be open to other things and open to criticism and maybe one person shows you one thing and then you know understanding how to fail from somewhere else may be a good thing overall so yeah 
and I, I I would agree with that. And I I think the the traditions of the tradition of the one teacher only to, only being the only thing you listen to, I think, is very modern. Um, I think it also goes back to weirdly it kind of goes back to you know, kind of like the fake martial arts schools and the real schools where you get the 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 martial art the martial arts schools that will look really flashy and try to put a lot of things out there to people and try to have a lot of students and then a real mar- martial artist walks in the door and wipes the floor floor with them yeah because they put up their they put up all this flash that they can't see beyond that and it's a weird tradition in in martial arts i think even in karate that we've seen that we've seen this not just in media but also in real life this is these are real things that have happened where we've had too many people put up like the fancy belts the the this gets into the industry right because yeah. you know, kind of crossing over again with john edwards but you gotta go for three times on that one uh i haven't seen this so much outside of the states but it's, it's definitely i think an american phenomenon of creating this industry of flashy karate stuff yes and taking advantage of people's ignorance of tradition yeah and, and at least not having some some historical background behind it i, I mean you know like something as simple as doing a simple simple i shouldn't say simple but a simple weapons form so you know just as a bow and you've got places that do all these fancy tournaments and are doing like these little fiberglass or carbon composite bows that if it hit anything more than a piece of paper it would shatter and it's like I mean, yeah, you can whip it around so fast it makes it whistle, which doing run is kind of cool. I'll, I'll admit that, but yeah, overall, what is what is really being taught? Nothing. I mean, I, I mean that's kind of sorry. I don't mean. Yeah, no. It's what frustrates me is that twenty years ago I can understand this stuff happening. Yeah. 20 years ago, I, I can understand this stuff continuing. And I think this is the large reason why it's starting to die out and why it's starting to die down. Why you get all these people now being like, oh my God, traditional martial arts is dying. I'm like, well, you know what? You didn't take care of it. Yeah. You didn't do, you didn't do, you, you try to capitalize on it. You try, you, 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 you know, it goes into the belts, it goes into the ranks, it goes into, you know, we talked about uniforms last week, right? And how... Yeah. Yeah, I was editing it, and I was listening to what you were saying about you know, old geese and stuff like that. And, you know, for the longest time, I wish I had never put a patch on, what, like, the first, or the gi my mom had actually bought me for my black belt test. Because I wore that thing out. Mm-hmm. I wish I never bought the, I put a patch on that. Because, I mean, I don't really follow the same people who I put the patch on for, but that gi still means a lot to me. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's just a plain white gi. It yeah. doesn't have any anything other than this patch. It doesn't have anything else on it. It doesn't have any other, other stuff on it. And with this whole patch culture of like a million different things on a million different things and a million different things, that, you know, black belt club. Uh, SWAT team, all this other nonsense, uh, creating this stuff so you can, you know, do whatever, whatever with it. Some people want to use this to create kind of a tier community within their schools, but it's just unnecessary. 
And I, I think it really takes it more it more takes away than not. I, I would agree that with that for the most part. I I think if it's kept simply and it's kept very organized, I, I can see where there's actually a little bit of benefit from it. Right. Like if you don't I mean, like like you know like I remember one of the previous schools we used to go do demos and stuff. I mean, it, as large as we were, there's no way you're going to have 200 plus students do demos. You you can't have the whole school doing a demo at that point. Depends on the size, but I mean, ultimately, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, in, in 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 that fashion, yes, I see where there is. Now, the whole black belt club thing, I never got that. I I thought that was I, I thought it was just goofy as all get out, but that's just me. So well, it, it's an attempt to get people to be more dedicated. I, right. I mean, give them a to be like you. He's really dedicated and will be here until you know X, Y, and Z. Really, yeah. it's just your parents sign a contract. Yeah, I mean, I I get I get the the motivation factor to actually build up some type of um, dedication from students from that point of view. But I I think there's, I think there's better ways to do it, but that's just me. But, you know, I'm, I'm not some marketing genius, but sometimes I think marketing needs to stay out of the dojo. Now, granted, you got to have a little bit of marketing to keep the doors open. Don't get me wrong. I get it, but, but. Well, marketing, oh, marketing. The people who make money off marketing are marketing. Um, hey, good for them. So. I'm not the Don Draper of the dojo, so. No, I got you. Yeah. I think that goes goes down to the tradition of representation, right? So, you know, we talk about somebody who, when we were talking, we just got into a kind of a bit of a, a yak about one teacher, one style, and then, you know, we'd go on the opposite side of that and. Kind of go with the Bruce Lee idea, which really isn't his, his, but it's what everyone's always done is just take what's good, use what's good, leave the rest out of it, and kind of create your own system, which effectively any style is actually essentially done. Yeah, to a you point. Know, yeah, I agree. I mean, everyone, mixed martial artists, you know, do this all the time. Yeah. If you look at a karate curriculum, you, you do. Everyone loves to do their own lineage thing. That's essentially what happened. Yeah. So if you're going to take that that in stride, what I think what I think is important to see is kind of you know if you start from the student perspective of of joined a school and they go through a journey a journey in their martial arts career, attempting to be you know they maybe go to one school and they get a base for maybe two or three years and then they see something else they enjoy and maybe they do two or th- two or three arts at the same time and you know they gain some experience and knowledge and then you know maybe over time they they kind of move away from one thing and closer into another maybe at the end of maybe 10 or 15 years they say hey i want to teach myself you know what 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 do we talk what do we look at when we talk about the the traditions of curriculum yeah that's that that becomes kind of quite the sticky topic you know because you definitely got to have some basis you've got to have some you've got to have a base point or baseline however you want to call it of what you're wanting to get students 
to be at at certain levels. And I get that's kind of where the ranking system kind of started or has been associated with over the years. I, I get right. that. So. What, what, a school, what a school, what you learn in a school is go, generally going to be compounded by, by rank. Um, right. It doesn't need to be, but I think. Yeah, I... I I, I get the fact because, you know, going after, you know, coming straight in off the street and going after a Don rank, I mean, it, it, it it's a journey. I mean, it, it, it is a long, another way to look at it, it's a long project. Right. It, I or, mean, it, it, it's not going to happen overnight. It's just not. And, you know, there's going to be certain milestones you got to hit. There's going to be certain things you're going to learn over time there's things like that but as far as curriculum i i think i think sometimes you know going with you know some of the traditions hey this is what i learned this is how i learned it whatever i think that brings into what the instructor is going to teach but i also think that that sets up where your baseline for your students is going to be at a certain point. And I think the, what is it, what you just even said right there was someone coming into a school and looking for a Don rank. You know, I think a lot of people, that's what their image is, is they come in and be like, I want to get my black belt. Um, That can happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen the next day. And I think there's a kind of tradition of person comes into school, person wants X they see that X is, it's kind of the weird hero's journey of getting to a black belt in a, in a way, you know, right. they X, they have to, they need to get there. They need to make a change. They go on a journey. They, you know, see what they learned before was incorrect. They have to change what they do. They have to lose something and they have to completely change as a person as they are. And that's how you get to a black belt. I mean, it is interesting because I mean, every, every style has got something a little bit different, how, how they go about it with their tradition. When I taught more regularly than I do now and actually had multiple students, I mean, I had, I pretty well followed what, what Robbie had set up for the most part. There were right. a couple things, there were a couple things I added. There were a couple things I took away. That, that's why I felt comfortable with teaching. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge shift. It was just, okay, this is where this is at i had a set number of kata i had a set number of weapons i had a set number of basic exercises i had a set number of techniques that was that was the majority of what how how i set up what i thought my qualifications to to get to a don rank or black belt you know i mean different people are different I and mean, some schools don't recognize or don't don't even think it's important to do kabuto some some do some don't some schools don't want, want to do kumite i mean there's a, there's a weird tradition of people dropping kumite after a while that yes. is there's the older there there's the teacher when he's younger and then he likes kumite and then as time goes on, they kind of, you know, some, there's a, some inciting incident where someone gets beat up or whatever, and then they, they see that Kumite doesn't work, and then they drop it. Or they try to bring it back, and then the students don't like it, so they leave. So yeah. they can continue to do Kumite. That is, a, I think, is one of the oddest ones. I, tradition I of, of dropping something. Right? Yeah, tradition of, of being like, well, we don't need this anymore. Out the door. And then everyone gets pissed off and leaves. Well... I mean, there, there are certain things that I dropped, and there are certain things that I added, 
some reason, I I tended to push Kumite more after at least six months of training. I would not disagree with that. Some people some people wanted to do want to do that like first day, right? And, and I, I I always try and trying to give them at least a baseline of just pure basics, and and usually I'll, I usually like to go nine months. I mean, I at least push it six months, but I always like to go nine months. They're starting to understand their actual bodies. I mean, what they can do, what they can't do, things like that. And I, I think, and then introduce Kumite in, you know, more like drills and stuff, and then let them actually learn to get hit, you know? So. Right. Or be able to take a hit. And be able to keep going through ahead. That's you know, one. There's one guy. Well, a couple different Kumite matches I was looking at, and though I don't personally agree with the quote-unquote full contact fighting, but only to the body, I do think there are there there is some benefit to that form of training, but only as a form of training, not mm-hmm. as the end of that training right you know it's funny you bring that up for for some reason this last week a a buddy of mine sent me a couple old boxing matches of mike tyson and it was really interesting i it had been years since i'd watched any anything and I, I will say this, watching how he just, his hip movement was unbelievable. I mean, the power the guy generated was amazing. But watching how his hips translated into power and so quick, it's like trying to get people to understand that kind of stuff was just kind of, I, I, I don't know, I mean, a lot of people a lot of people think it's all, you know, arms and this, that, and the other thing. And and I think getting back to a little bit of what we were talking about, but then also getting into the curriculum side, I think that's some of the things that people benefit from when you're not just stick, sticking to one thing all the time. You're right. open to seeing other things. And that, that's kind of my point on this it's like yeah it may not be part of your curriculum but if you're actually studying certain things along with your curriculum i think that also brings brings things a little bit more real a little bit more hey how, how can i get this in there and how can i do this and how can i do that so well, and it gives and it, as martial artists as people who study martial arts we also people who study human anatomy yeah some people don't take this way too far in some directions that are that especially with traditional Chinese medicine that they don't quite actually understand or are using improperly. But I mean, when you do it correctly and you understand, look, the body's going to move one way. It's going to move in certain different ways. How and how it reacts is kind of anyone's business or is anyone's guess when in terms of you know strikes and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know you have to understand how your body works and how the human anatomy works, how muscles come together. Um, and because we're all people who do martial arts are humans, everyone's going to move, you know, any martial arts going to move in kind of a similar fashion and kind of a similar way. So, I mean, 
to be more open is to be more more in tune with what everybody else is doing and then you can kind of look and reflect back on yourself and reflect back on your own style right. and create what create something new which i think yeah and and you know going back to the curriculum side of the house for tradition you know once you're open to other things you start adding those things into your curriculum that you're wanting to teach yeah and and, and then that's what that's how if if you can actually understand it and be able to pass that on I think that benefits everybody as a whole. So exactly, and even if you, and this is the kind of the great thing about being a teacher, you can use that as an experimental tool to see if something works. And that's something as you as a student might not necessarily be able to do. And I think that's kind of the onus of the and something a teacher needs to take on is to create that environment, to create that that tradition for people to be like, yeah, we're perfectly comfortable coming in and, and trying new things. We're perfectly comfortable coming in and, and working on different stuff. We do it within a structure of different of of a curriculum, but at the end of the day, we can we need to make it work. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of our base bone tradition in karate above everything else to a large degree. So well said. Cool. I like saying things well. All right. So what what are you working on the, the, this week, Jeremy? I, I think. I think this week will be more just getting down my routine consistent. It's been real choppy lately, just getting, okay, I need to plan out this time for this. And, you know, you know, between five and six in the morning, I'm, I'm training, you know, things like that, or, you know, just, just getting that routine down. Yeah. Because it's just been like, Okay, one morning I'll be training, and then you know maybe ten o'clock the next day I'll train a little bit here, and then you know it, it's just kind of all over the board. And I need to I need to just say okay, put a line in the sand. This is what I'm training. So I think the death of consistency for a lot of people is like the day they miss, and like you yes. miss you miss a day, and like you're suddenly like it's all out the door. Yep. And I think for a lot of and I think you know, my thing is. Live with it. Take it. Go on. Okay, don't 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 skip it the next day, or find a different time for it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah I, I I just need to get it consistent, and then that way I'm 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 on a routine and I'm rolling on it. So I've been working broom, and oh. <laughs> nice. Maybe I'll, maybe I can repick up Nunty broom. Uh, in a, week, yeah. in, a week, in a week or so, but I'm just I'm just working working between weirdly like finding that old kata that I thought I'm like oh, I can't get back to that can't get back into that I'm, I won't remember that really well in a day or so I've got it back in my head and then in a week or so I've got it back in my memory and I got it back in my muscle memory yeah and I'm very I'm kind of cautiously optimistic about continuing on that. And just trying to to integrate as much as I can, but just I remember when I was a little younger, I was like, I'm gonna learn all of it. I'm gonna grab it all and, and have it all, and no one can stop me. And nah, kind of fell on its face that way. Yeah. Cool. Any parting messages for our listeners, Jeremy? I think one thing that comes to mind is you know as 
as you know, everybody's training in karate in some some way, shape, or form, trying to get different knowledge to try to really understand things better. I think it benefits a lot if we get away from, well, you're not like the attitude, well, you're not a part of us, so I can't teach you something. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I really challenge anyone out there. Like if you find yourself saying that, you know what? Somebody else has probably got something either just exactly or very close to it. And they're going to be willing to share where you may not. And therefore, you know, be be open to just giving that experience to to teach somebody who's really just wanting to learn, and and be thankful that somebody wants to learn from you. Yeah, definitely. I think I I, I can echo that sentiment. Is that even if you might have like some kind of unconscious personal issue with that person, I think opening up is never a bad thing. Um, understanding when you're being taken advantage of, I, I believe, is really important. Yeah. And that, that's a different conversation for a different day. But, um, yeah, you know, be open. Be open and be honest. It's okay. Because guess what? It, especially on that note, if you feel or you're afraid someone's going someone's gonna to run out the door with something, just because it's, everyone has access to all the knowledge now. You have the internet. Some idiot's going to throw something at them. Somebody's going to eventually. Someone's going to throw something out there, but it's not. They're not going to know it the way you know it. Yeah. So exactly. So you know they're going to have their own experience. So just that's just kind of my parting message for from this. So cool. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Um, this is John signing off. And Jeremy, take everybody. Take care. And don't forget to keep trying.